They said only, it's only gonna be the four of us, which is good because I didn't think they were. I didn't want five people here, anyways. Fuck, that's what good. What? Because I totally forgot to bring the extra boom arm that I bought. God damn it! I don't even know what we're talking about. Uh, that worked out. There then. was no way for you to know because I forgot. I bought a new one because I had. We had. I had one for a five-piece band plus the three of us, but I had to disassemble one because one of the pieces broke on one of these, and I had to. MacGyver it. Yeah. And then now I've got a boom arm in there that just like is unusable because it's missing a part. Aren't we all? So. <laughs> rip. Am yeah. I right, ladies? I, had, uh, I bought a new one and forgot to bring it. So, But I remembered your fucking games. You're I know. <laughs> Thank you, Bubba. <sighs> My stomach hurts because I eat cookies and bugles for breakfast. That's <laughs> all. With some milk. No milk. No milk. You sound like a toddler. No milk. I don't want any. Dude, I thought you were getting soda. I'm sorry. I came back with a pink lemonade. God, you're a disappointment. Welcome to the June Junkies Podcast. My name's Nick. My name is Chris. I'm Tyrell. I'm Corey. Hey, Corey <laughs> from Uro's here. First of all, let me say, is that Purple Rain Prince that's on your shirt? Um, not. It's one of the album covers. I just don't remember which one. It's like. Oh, yes. Oh, oh that's uh, Prince and the Revolution. Um, don't remember, but I have that record. And, okay, it is the right Prince I was thinking of. And that's awesome because Prince is a god. My hero. Yes. Before we get started today, I would like to say that this episode is brought to you by Rusty's Rear End Bumper Ointment. I'm Nick Darren, and I use Rusty's Bumper Ointment. New Rear End Formula. Ugh, nothing soothes a Rusty Bumper like Rusty's. <laughs> Look at that shine. And if you use Rusty's... You two can look like me. Ka chow. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for our sponsor, Rusty. We are so lucky to have them as a sponsor. Yeah, it's it's an amazing product because look at uh, look at Lighty McQueen. <laughs> yeah, he looks young as a buck, but he's forty years old. Yes, he is. As of twenty seventeen. Yeah, as of so he's forty two. Correct. Almost as old as Tyrell. Almost a hundred, like Tyrell. <laughs> exactly. So, Corey, how's it going? It's going pretty good, pretty good. good. You know, you were the first guest on this show. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. wasn't there. You were the first guest. And we talked about furries. I remember that odd opening because you guys were all, like, really nervous. And I was like, let's talk about something weird to make it to where it's not going to get any worse than this. <laughs> yeah, a lot of furries, anime. Yeah. Go hand in hand together. Oh, they do, actually. They do. Guys who like anime have the best pussy. <laughs> what? I saw that earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> totally agree. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that because I, don't. I like anime, and I don't know <laughs> what on my body would be considered a vagina. Probably your or, butthole. <laughs> yeah, not interested. Or your ear. That's a small... That's an infection waiting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. so, I mean... Um, uh, the, you asked him what his first concert was in the first episode, right? I do, but I do not remember. Okay. Wait. Was it? Hold on. Old as shit, dude. Yes. Um, it was a... Uh, fuck. Was it the Four Seasons? Yes. Yes. Damn, okay. look at Frankie memory. Valley. Look at that memory. Sh- oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dang, I remember that because he said that and I was like, what? I was dancing with an old lady. It was great. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Nice. That was back when we had the old studio, and we you all just had to talk into a condenser mic. Yeah. Now we have mic. Like sharing mics. Yep. 
He yeah. was on Pulp Nation once. <laughs> oh, looky there. And another never released episode because it was with Lenore Colt. Mm. There seems to be a pattern with those boys. Mm-hmm. And re- unreleased episodes. Mm-hmm. Damn it, Lenore. Yeah, I know. That's all right. It's okay. Pit six. We'll get around to it. Pit six. <laughs> I'm just gonna stand because I don't want to be like, oh, it's not very pit six of you to not know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to ask everyone before I came over. I was like, yo, can you give me a hint? And they're like, nope, nope, you can't find out. I'm like, Damn I it! Love how, I love how everybody thinks they know. <laughs> you don't know, you still don't know. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> you don't know, you'll never know, buddy. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna start using um nip slip instead when I see pit six. <laughs> Like that, um, nip slips. That's so be it memes. Dot com. Pit six nip slips. Dot com. Oh, that's the website right there. Listener, do not google nip slip. Dot com because you will get put on a list. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you You will. Mm, Depends. Yeah, I guess it really just depends. You'll definitely get be be put on the list if you go to wiki feet. Wiki (laughs) feet, yeah. If I'm going to get a, on a list for anything, it's all my begging searches. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a wrap, fellas. It was fun. Did you say pegging? Yeah. Oh, God. It reminds me of in, in our um, band oh, chat. Boy, all right. I feel that. <laughs> in, in our band chat, my um, nickname on it is Peggy My Hill. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. I, uh, I just recently scrolled past a pegging video. And I tell you what, that man looked very uncomfortable. Yeah, I think that's the point. <laughs> what? I think that's not the point. I, don't I think, think the, that point is the point is supposed to be pleasure and pleasure. Yeah, I've seen he, some. I, yeah, he just didn't look like he, he was, was having. I think he was. He co- was having that a man bad was coerced. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna he have a bad he made time. A horrible mistake. <laughs> he didn't go through the proper steps. Like, okay, you gotta I'm not kinky. Like you, you gotta ease in, baby. It looked like a first. It looked like a first time for both. She looked awkward. He's like horrified. She's like, "What have I done? <laughs> what have I agreed to?" Oh. So, what's been going on with you? <laughs> Doing the whole basis tryout things, like super, super focusing on a row because, like, this year's about to be crunch time, and it's gonna be fun. But awesome! Whew. Yeah, you guys put out the EP bio in late May this year. I could go to the show because oh. I was at Punk and Drumlicker. Oh yes, Anarchy. It's a weird show anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone got kicked out anyway. Yes, yes. Oh, really? Yeah, there was like four or five people who got kicked out. Why? Oh, I was there for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, moshing when you weren't allowed to. Headbanging yeah. when they thought it was moshing, which I guess is fair, but uh, I was kind of one of the people that was trying to put people up to mosh beforehand because mm-hmm. fuck rules. Was that Ignition? No, it was no. at Cheers. Cheers. Oh, okay. Yeah, Cheers has a... They've been on one since... Whoever got their head busted at the, uh, one of the shows. Yeah, Chris there. Casper, you bitch. And like head wounds bleed a lot, regardless of how severe they are, just because there's a lot of capillaries in the the skin up there. So capillaries. Capillaries. Um, but yeah, so there was a lot of blood, and they can't have blood in there because there's kitchen, and blood and kitchen don't mix, and they'll get shut down. So they had to be super. Sounds like they're not gonna be around much longer, anyways. Yeah. Well. There's a reason for that. Stop, yeah. Stop bleeding in your tacos. <laughs> <laughs> Stop putting blood in it unless I ask for it. But yeah, it's whatever. It sucks because that's a venue that's like would bring 
a lot of big bands. It has. Mm. Yeah, I've also heard that place is going to close like several times. Yeah, me too. Like I, from what I heard, it should have been closed by now, but they had that cheeseburger thing that mm-hmm. you went to. Yep. That's Randy shit dart that he gave me right there. Yeah. Randy Dive from bars, Trailer Park Boys. Dive bars are oh. in a perpetual state. That's his pit, about that's his pit close, dart. Right? Yep. Like, that's normal for a dive bar. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's going to close any time. It's like, yeah, it's probably sit there for like 20 more years before it goes. Yeah. I, uh... Left when I was at that Randy's cheeseburger thing, I left a sweater there and I was supposed to go get it, but I haven't. And that was wow. like a month ago, so wow, it's probably gonna smell like a cigarette by the time I get it. What back. a story! I know it's, it's one of the few bars/slash venues that allow smoking inside still. Yeah. yeah, it's gross. Yeah, it's not fun, especially. I mean, this is a biased opinion because, but, but for people with like long hair. Like, your hair absorbs that smoke, and then you go home and you try and lay down, and your hair just smells like cigarettes. Oh, dude, it's, it's all over. Super yeah. gross. I mean, it's all over you when you leave. Mm-hmm. Like, I come home, and Corey's like, where the, f- what, like, <laughs> ash pit did you jump <laughs> in? I'm like, dude, I was just standing in the bar, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether you smoke or don't smoke, I don't care. But smoking indoors is gross. Yeah. Go outside so mm-hmm. we don't all stink. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 Isn't that new venue also a smoking place? The and um uh, overtime? overtime? Yeah. Yeah, that's also a smoking place. It's also a lot bigger. Mm. Yeah. They got a lot more floor space in there mm-hmm. than uh high ceilings. Love you to yeah. be there. It look it's a good looking place. I hope they can like uh get an like an actual promoter or someone in there to kind of like handle their booking cuz like not that the first couple shows were bad or anything, but like the second sh- show they had there had like fucking twelve bands on it. Started at like eight. Oh, wow. Yeah, the bug- yeah. Boo Bash. Yeah, yeah, I was like, there's a lot of bands playing, mm-hmm. and we had to draw. I was like, there's no way, dude. If we play, we won't be playing till like two in the morning. Mm-hmm. So you guys dropped. Yeah, so we dropped off. Yeah, it's just. That's the thing about... Don't worry, they weren't missing anything. There were still 11 bands on the team. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to do a big show like that, like it's well. easier to have multiple stages because then you can alternate and it'll literally cut your time in half instead of having to wait 30 minutes in between each band. You can set one band up as the other one's playing. And then yeah. you just go from here to there to... It makes life easier for setup time because uh-huh. it's always like the most stressful time. <laughs> yeah, everybody's looking at you like, "Come on, man, I'm ready for, I'm ready to watch." And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got to be like the worst band to set up to play before because when we set up, we're like trying desperately to get everything hooked up as quickly as humanly possible mm-hmm. because all of our stuff is on the timed backtrack. So it's like we, I have to play for twenty six minutes and 30 seconds like <laughs> i have no choice we have to mm-hmm. so we need to get set up so we can get the backing tracks hooked up so we can get everything going right oh, now we gotta do it right seven, now yeah. we gotta go now <laughs> yeah we gotta go <laughs> there's someone coming for you <laughs> there's someone coming <laughs> um, oh, that was great <laughs> great this is great this is fun, fun, fun. We're having, this is fun we're having fun almost accidentally um caught that overtime place on fire <laughs> really but it wasn't like that drastic but I, I was smoking a cigarette on stage and the cherry fell out and like dan dixon came up and like started stomping it out real fast I was like oh no what have i done <laughs> <laughs> i like how dan dixon was the one oh my god <laughs> <laughs> probably is, wearing his uh kill him with kindness hoodie <laughs> yeah. he's the physical embodiment of a meme 
Like he, he just is. He, he looks he like just, a meme. He just is. But didn't he like uh didn't he get engaged recently? Yeah, yeah. Congratulations, yeah. Dan Dixon. Congratulations, Dan. Him and Tony Bliss. Didn't he just propose? Yeah. I don't know. At a, a Tony. fucking pop punk show? How appropriate. Huh? Well, like, where's a... I've never met him. Like, what? it was like an actual, like, big band. Oh, okay. I saw I th- I saw Dan Dixon had commented on it, basically saying, you stole my spotlight. <laughs> 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 but oh, congratulations. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. <clears throat> Danny boy. So congratulations to you guys. Yes. I've never met you, Tony. I mean, if you're into that kind of thing. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats. yeah if you're into that kind of stuff. <laughs> and I consider Earl Marriage. a big band, so. Oh. So excited for you to go into debt more. <laughs> don't have any kids. Sucky you don't need business. any. Mm. The you're world not special need enough them. to bestow upon the world another you. Don't there's, do it. there's like eight billion of us here. Just yeah. get a cat. Just get yeah. a cat. Yeah. Support each other in your dreams and aspirations. Yeah. This has been a public service announcement. Do not have kids. You have two Brought kids. Brought to you by Tune Junkies. Chemical castration is always. And I regret it every oh day. <laughs> I can't wait until they're older and I show them this. <laughs> Check this episode out, hey, children. Listen what your father said. Do as I say, not as I do. Learn from Facts. my mistakes. Jesus. I give a lot of good advice. All two but of them, I don't huh? follow any All of two it. of them. No, I love my kids. I'm happy to have kids, but I shouldn't have put two more lives into the world probably especially with your dna i wouldn't have seriously my <laughs> kids are beautiful though yeah, your kids are funny. I, I got good looking kids luckily Corey's genetics push dogs corn dog <laughs> see i've got dogs and that's already way too much so like fuck kids i don't want them but the other day weren't you like l- saying you wanted another one um, i'm cool with having another border collie because they're so smart and like i don't know i don't remember aki's puppy stages but him now is just the sweetest dog in the world, and I'm cool with that. There you go. Dogs are basically toddlers, though. They're mm. so yes. needy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I, you, your dogs will learn like to Blitzy. live how you live. Yeah. How do you feel about Blitzy? I want to kill that dog. <laughs> Why? I want to cut it open and get inside like of it. Big like and loud a, and the, dumb. Like Luke Skywalker in the, what is it, a Tauntaun? <laughs> Tauntaun. Planet Hoth. <laughs> Planet Hoth by the Hava. <laughs> by the Hava. It's all Ben Affleck there. But no, his... You his, don't want to kill it. It's just... A, I just want to beat it up. I want to fight it. That's really what it is. <laughs> like, I want to throw hands with fight your dog. dog. TLC. <laughs> I'm about to hit that dog with a steel chair. Devon! Get the table! Get the table! Put I'm that. not getting a table if you're going to use it on my dog. <laughs> I'm about to suplex that dog through a table. I'd be hard. That's an obese Doberman. He's not obese. <laughs> he looks obese. He's not obese. He's, He's correct thick. weight. He just got weighed the other day. No. When he got groomed. He looks fat. I <laughs> I'm trying to I think my baseline for like what a Doberman's supposed to look like is I think that's the Doberman's from one of the Resident Evil movies. Yeah, Doberman Pincers. Like <laughs> like those like lean like uh junkyard dogs. Yeah. Like security dogs. Yeah. Blizz does not look like a security dog. They look like little dark, <laughs> no, like murderous darts. Murderous and then on the yeah. other end is the like the the Rottweilers that are like, it will tackle you and it'll rip your fucking head off. Yeah, you know in those movies like the junket there'll be like two Doberman pinchers all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time I saw Blitz, it looked like he ate the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Blitz is not fat. <laughs> My mom says he's. 
She goes, him has a thyroid problem. <laughs> <laughs> My mom and baby's him so much. That's why he's thick. I know. Uh, he has a thyroid problem. Him has a thyroid problem. <laughs> him has a thyroid and problem. And Cinnamon is, her so cute. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Wait, did she say him he, and he's her? He's so heckin' confused. Mm-hmm. Um, he, my mom's terrible for those dogs. Like for just a doggo. Doggos have no gender. Aw, you're a cute doggo. Because have, you can't you I can't say two... the dog is a girl or a boy because that dog may not identify as a girl or a boy. Well, I have two male dogs because girl dogs are mean. Yeah, they can be. A lot of times, not always. That's they're not mean with rule. each other, but they're, yeah, they mm-hmm. they're just like. I don't know. I I like girl cats. I don't like girl dog. I don't like to have girl dogs. I don't dislike girl dogs. All dogs are good dogs. Both boys. my dogs are podcast. male. I've had Bane and Luffy. In my family house, I had a boy dog and a boy. I forget what kind of dog it was, but it was a big fluffy white dog. His name was Klondike. So oh obviously it was a boy. And then my next dog was Buttercup. She was a black lab. She lived to be like 22 old as shit and then i rescued a some kind of coon hound and i had him for a couple months and then um i have a cat i've had a cat for a while and cats are way cooler once you earn the trust of a cat a cat essentially becomes a dog no, cats are plotting your demise from the very beginning, no matter mm. how much you think they love you. Ha! Beat you to that, kitty. <laughs> so suck on that. I already got a plan. Uh, I'm super allergic to cats, so Pit that six. contributes to Pit me six. not wanting a cat. But, like, like Khaleesi is all right. Like, you have a cat named Khaleesi? Mm-hmm. That's bad. She looks like Hitler, though. She um, named it Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. She's cool. She sleeps in all my chairs all the time, even though I'm super allergic to her. And she wants to be around me all the time, which sucks. But well, you know your body will build up the immunity to it. Yeah, it does until it hits you in the eye, and then my eye almost explodes. Well, don't put well, you got your two eye you in both the range for a cat to attack <laughs> it. No, you, like, pet them, and then, like, you forget, and you, like, it's the dander that I'm oh, allergic yeah. to. So, like, you can your respiratory system, you can build up the the resistance, but like your eyes and stuff will still react. And yeah, it's gross. Sounds gross. But I like my dogs sense. better. My dogs just are like animal versions of Corey. They just sleep like constantly. Hmm. And dig in the trash. Learn something new about corn dog <laughs> and every Corey. Takes so. <laughs> in the trash like in the middle of the night. Just hear, <laughs> just hear something rustling. And you like look at the bed, and both dogs are like. Corey, get out of trash! <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. Oh, my God. No. Dogs are cool, though. And cats are not bad. Like, I'll give them shit, but cats, like, if you want a cat, fucking have cats. Just don't have, like, six fucking cats because things that shit inside your house are gross. And the more you get, the more chance you have of them just shitting and pissing Excuse on me, all your I shit in my house, and I am not gross. Okay, well, when you have six cats and they're hiding under your couch, pissing and pooping under there... You got to train them. It gets stinky. Even if you train them, cats are super, like, territorial creatures. If you too I much know. poop in the litter box, they're going to go somewhere else. They're like, fuck you, dude. That's Your why litter you gotta, box is gross, bro. You got to take care of it. That's a lot of work. Six cats pooping in the box. You got to have to clean that, like, daily. That's what you're supposed to do. That's gross. Regardless, if no, you have, have one an, cat. I have an automatic machine because I'm not poor, and it does it for me. Okay, well then you Look just Look at the millionaire who can afford automatic <laughs> yeah, litter <wow>. boxes. <laughs> Weird flex, but okay. No, dude, I don't like cleaning up other people's shit, so I bought a machine to do it for me. 
All right? <laughs> and it's great for one cat, but, dude, my one cat is pushing the limit of what the machine can handle. How loud is that thing? Because I'm silent. I it's constantly, it, work, it constantly spins slowly, like centimeters. Mm-hmm. And there's a ramp, and it just, like, slowly pushes all and just goes up the ramp and then into a – I put a little trash bag inside of a bin. Mm-hmm. And then, like, once every two days, you just pull the bin. Throw it away. Dog, send me and a link for that because I've been looking for an automatic. Uh, it's dope. It's super dope. Because I was like, I was kind of tired of it. Because like, I don't want a cat, but I have a cat. But nobody else wants to clean the litter box. So mm-hmm. I have to clean the litter box. Like, I don't even want this cat. Why do I got to clean the poop? I'm I'm cat that I don't want. <laughs> you should at least make it fun. My dogs to be like, shit outside. They do not shit inside. I don't have to clean up their shit. You I'd should like, clean up their shit. Uh, no, I'm tired of dealing with this shit. For the lawn. <laughs> yeah, but your kids play out there, dog. No, my kids do not play outside. Have you met my kids? Yeah, I have. <laughs> Father of the year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I try. Lucius doesn't want to go outside. I'm not going to make him. <laughs> Just throw him outside. I saw a picture on Facebook the other day. Basketball. It was like uh, mom told uh, my grandma told my son to go play outside, and then it like took a picture he had like extended the cords and brought his playstation and tv just outside the window and he was sitting by the window playing his games <laughs> and he was like that's a smart man right there he's gonna grow up to be something <laughs> yeah he is that kid ended up being jeff bezos <laughs> hey man dude if you don't like the outdoors the world's gonna die 20 years anyway so you do man you can man. dream you do you, do you. you Luke. to reference that tool song uh, I can't remember the lyrics. Don't I don't know, I tell you. He I says don't know something, song. He says something about uh, <laughs> wanting, can, not, can't wait for I know Armageddon the pieces stuff like that. fit. That's one of them, but I don't think that's Boom, the right song I was singing of. So, yeah. Corey, let's, let's talk to you. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Very nice. How you do? Please don't crunch into the microphone. The perfect crunch. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Uh, mm. I have to listen to this later. <laughs> <laughs> Normally cut that, by cut myself. Cut, cut <laughs> that out. Cat. That's true. Just cut out clips of like Future each Chris. podcast and like make it like one of those um what ASMR uh, ASMR videos. Uh, I'm, fuck sick, ASMR, bro. I'm, I'm sick of everybody coming on here and be like, oh, dude, we should do ASMR. No. no. I hate ASMR. It, like I would literally fight somebody right here right now over some ASMR crap. I don't know. I only have one ear, and I, th- I feel like it shouldn't bother yeah, me. You have two Listener, ears. he has two ears. <laughs> I have don't one ear. Lie to you. One two. ear. You have two. No, I've I have, seen them both. I have the that, that's a man. of a left ear, but it doesn't do anything. It's still an ear. It just doesn't work. The insides are not there anymore. It's gone. Out of commission. Oh, you had a hysterectomy for your ear? Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Thank Stupidest you. fucking thing you've ever said. <laughs> Thank you for not spitting on the mic. <laughs> Basically. Oh, what up my nose? <laughs> <laughs> if it was so stupid, why'd you laugh so hard? <laughs> because it was stupid. <laughs> it was the best joke. Ever. I think that was pretty clever of me. So, good job, Chris. It's just like those words shouldn't be in the same sentence, dude. Yeah, ASMR. You scoop out the guts. It's like the equivalent of fingernails on a chalkboard. Of what is for me the what? ASMR is like fingernails uh, on a crotch cro- cro- on a crotch board. <laughs> Cro- <Ooh. laughs> Not interested in that. <laughs> a poon junkie, you know what I'm saying? Stop. Nah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. We're having fun. This is fun. We're having fun. We I'm, are supposed to be talking to Corey. I know. <laughs> Where is she? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
He's just sitting patiently while we fucking talk about the dumbest shit. We get distracted every time he makes a statement. I'm enjoying myself. Just like listening. He's like, so he's tomorrow. We're like, yeah, fucking it. <laughs> so how's the base search going? Basis. We 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 found someone working with them. Um, they're not gonna play our next show, but uh, December twentieth, they're gonna play with us, and I'm super pumped. Super. It's a her. It's a he. Oh, missed opportunity. No, I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> Who is it though? Do we know him? Um, Daniel Fend is his name. Know. That is. I think I know that name, but I don't. I can't put a face to it. I think the only show that he mentioned he was was at was at the, um, the I Feel Less one at the church. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We helped put that one together. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> then we both had to leave because somebody had their anniversary party. Somebody on the same decided day. to get married ten years ago. God damn! What an inconvenience. Dude. How about I was you, say, Don't get married. <laughs> God, it's the worst. And just like give the keeps on giving. I bet she dude. Does it. What no, Co- she, Corey does not want to be married to me, so <laughs> no. I, as, you, as you have mentioned, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so that's pretty cool. So are you not gonna have a bassist then at your next show? Or oh yeah, bass nope. players. That's got to be rough. Like I, this is your first time replacing a bass player. Technically, yeah. Since like <laughs> playing live, yeah. Like, we went through three, right? Three before we started. Don't look at playing. me. I'm fucking no. Three before we started playing. Bass players, I have the worst luck with bass players through my entire career in music. I don't know why. Everyone's like, there's a million bass players. I'm like, well, I can't find any bass players that'll stick around. No, yeah. It's usually the drummers, right? Finding a drummer is hard. <laughs> I, I hear, I guess. I hear, I guess. I just, like, grabbed my dad and threw him yeah, on. So, like, like so it works. <laughs> I think. Play with us. I like his little, his little jumpsuit. Oh, the, this is work uniform. That's yeah. all he fucking wears. Like, yeah. <laughs> I dig it though. I like the aesthetic. It's very new metal of him. Yeah, lucha. Are all new metal bands like mechanics before they started playing? <laughs> Not all of them, but a lot of them. Like we were auto mechanics. We I feel like that. Not be surprised if Fred like, Durst used to work on cars. <laughs> I feel like they would also apply to the industrial scene as well. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? The industrial. Scene. You know what I'm saying? Such as. Like industrial music? Like Nine Inch Nails? Fear oh. Factory? I don't like Static X. Nails. Technically, Manson is considered industrial. Yeah. yeah. He definitely like was not a mechanic, either. though. <laughs> yeah, industrial is a very acquired taste of music. I fuck with And all of its subgenres <laughs> get like surface industrial, like, like Nine Static Inch Nails, X, like uh-huh. commercial industrial. It's pretty soft. Um, and then it gets insanely weird the farther down that rabbit hole that you mm-hmm. start to c- crawl there's um i think they're considered industrial but this band i used to listen to when i was in middle school called dry kill logic they had this uh song where they basically took one of the main um like lyrical melodies from uh spice girls and it's like I really, I really, I really, I really, I really, 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 really want to see you die. And I was like, oh, yeah, I fuck with it. It's pretty good. Listen to Dry Kill Logic. They're a lot of fun. Their album artwork's a little creepy, though, but it's fine. Industrial's like more on the goth category, so you got to have creepy art. Yes, true. Like true goth. It's not like new metal zipper pants. Like industrial's where you start seeing like, oh, this is why 
these people dress and act the way yeah. they do. Shut up, If Gloomer. there was an industrial scene in this area, I would drop this metal scene in a fucking heartbeat. I would go to industrial <laughs> every full fucking full weekend. No, yeah. <laughs> Doing those fucking numb cyber goth dance. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, I would love to be a part of that, dude. That's, it, looks, it sounds the like someone. Just Thomas the Train always... Engine and <laughs> fucking crazy <laughs> rave lights. If you guys have ever seen... Um, uh, there's that show on HBO, uh, the Glorious Gemstones or whatever oh, it's called. Yeah, the Righteous good? Gemstones. Righteous Gemstones. It's really good. Okay, but Adam Devine's character came from, or Adam Devine's friend. He's saving him. He's saving him. He came from that industrial scene where they used to go to like shut down factories and have these big ass industrial goth rave parties. That's a shit. That's a scene I want. That's what I want to be in. Yeah, and they I wear those like too. big gas masks and they all have like dreads with like uh, neon highlights and uh, the colored contacts. Like, dude, Water that's Kenny what I makes want. fun of it a little bit too. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Maybe we should set up a, just a, like a, a industrial show just randomly and see who all shows up. Like, <laughs> dude, I was at the Witch's Brew one time and there was a dude saying that he was trying to pull together because there are industrial bands in this area. He's like, but I just can't get them all around to do a show and like build a scene i'm like dude if you start that i'll promote the shit out of oh, yeah. ever seen that all one, uh, they're all very busy <laughs> that know? one yeah. doing uh, industrial stuff <laughs> that on one cars. hard times article where it's like uh mustard gas leaks at uh, industrial goth show kills no one cyber goths yeah i fuck man i'm telling you like ludovico cyber goth is just like steampunk that had a bad trip though steampunk is yeah. just punked out of it <laughs> exactly it's just like a series of bad trips cyberpunk is like but i love like steampunk style art yeah yes yeah i agree I depending i think it's done it, i think it's done yeah it's poorly a lot but when mm. it when someone like nails it, especially like really good cosplay that's like done super well i love it like really want to be in a steampunk like but there's steampunk a lot Batman. of neck beardiness that goes mm-hmm. into steampunk, I feel like. So like I'm like always like one toe in the water. I'm like, this is kind of dope, <laughs> but I don't want to start marginalizing women or anything. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> yeah, that would suck. <laughs> that would Good suck. input, Nick. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for chiming in. You're welcome, but I'm here if you need me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I really want like, I want Witch's Brew to like, Sponsor us. Uh, well, yeah, Witches Brew, if you hear this, I would love we to We love sponsor. to have you. <laughs> love to have you. Um, but, like, they've got a really goth scene that's kind of blossoming at that place. And I want, because of the music they play there, there's this one band that literally hypnotized me. I'd never heard them before. I was drinking my drink. I was hanging out after a well show. I went over there. And it was it's Ludovico Technique. And they had the music video playing, and this dude had on, like, some some like 2004 scene here all black but then he had like colored contacts and just his voice dude i couldn't i couldn't look away and i was like I would hard do as mahogany that man said my friend was like are you okay i'm like shh 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 i have to watch shush, this shush, man shush, 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 i gotta watch this man hey make sure to like uh Cut that clip of Hargus Mahogany. Why? <laughs> Why? I don't know. Such a good say line. Say Valentino. Valentino? No, say it how you say it. Va- what? Whisper it. Valentino. There you go. <laughs> it's like me with that. She came up to me and told me about that part. Valentino. She what? 
When uh, we had uh, Austin from Dirt Nap on, we were talking mm-hmm. about Valentino. We kept going, Valentino. <laughs> she came up to me when um, at Hardee's. At Hardee's and t- t- told me about it. I, was, I forgot <laughs> about that. I'm real stupid. <laughs> well, I kept asking him to do it. That's so, the guitarist from Hard Home, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, but yeah, it's a good time. Good time. What is a uh, have you guys been working on like a new material? Yeah, and we're heading into the studio in January. Oh, that's coming up in like a hundred days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was that Bravo, <laughs> Bravo, Pit <laughs> Six. Nip slip. Yes. Nip slip. <laughs> so is that be another EP? Um, I'm hoping to do like more than an EP, but we're we're prepared to if we lose time in the studio because right. that shit happens. Yes. The EPs are fine. Who did we just have on? They were talking about, oh, it was Greenleaves. Mm-hmm. We were talking about how EPs are fine. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need albums that are, I'm going to sit on and with for like three years. Like, I'd rather have EPs and get one new every like six months or whatever it is. Right. So, the, EPs the are cool. only like countering kind of thing was like with the business of Spotify, you want to put like a shitload out so like random songs can pop up on people's playlists right. easier. But other than that, EPs are completely fine. But like, if you want to be like, have a few more songs to kind of mm-hmm. like have a concept or something like that. Yeah, can add a little bit of fluff or whatever. But you could do like chapters of a story of a concept. So like EP, this is Chapter the beginning. Two, back to yeah. the lamp. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's not. That's oh, just back band? to the lamp. Ludo. Yeah. Ludo did that. Who? Ludo. Ludo. This is Udo right here. No, Ludo. Corey. If you've never heard of them, (laughs) they were short-lived band, fantastic concept writers. Um, They've got like three EPs. They're like five or six songs long, Um, and they're all three concept EPs. Mm -hmm. But they're super good. They're like little rock operas. Oh, Oh, nice. I love a good rock opera. Their most popular song is that Love Me Dead song. Yeah. It's actually really good. It's super good. No, they are super good. They're great. I love them. Everyone keeps asking if um, Kayla and I named our puppy after the band, but no. No. We named it after the Labyrinth, which the band was named after too, but there's a sheepdog in the Labyrinth. The Labyrinth? Like Pan's Labyrinth? No. No. Jensen's Labyrinth. What'd you call me? Did we have a little Jensen's rule Labyrinth? on the Toon Junkies podcast, Corey, about making up words. <laughs> Thank you for catching the Nick. Everyone got quiet. I'm like, you remind oh, me no, of the babe. Land. Babe of the power. What? Hold on. Who do? You remind me of the babe. I saw. Listen, I know I'm attractive. But you don't have to say it on the podcast. Remind me of the babe. You're making me uncomfortable, Tyrell. Yeah, make. I don't know what you're well, talking. If you love David Bowie, you would know what I'm talking about. David Bowie had his moments. Okay, I know he's a great artist, but <laughs> he's also problematic. He was also very weird. But that's good. But yeah, I I have I have. We'd love to have. Oh, I have. Uh, <laughs> rip. <F. laughs> I have segments of Bowie that I like. He tried so like many eras. different. Yes. Oh he no. Tried I so many musically, different things. Musically, Bowie like. is hit or miss. Yeah. Like you either love something that he did, or you're like, wow, that's not okay. I'll I'll wait till next album see yeah. what he's trying this time mm-hmm. like his last album was totally experimental like weird black shit. star i was that I, was black star was cool yeah he had his um studio um like the studio band only listened to um kendrick lamar's to pimp a butterfly and um death grips hmm. wow which is weird for david bowie because it's like mm-hmm. especially death grips like he's more like kendrick lamar <laughs> kendrick lamar's a shit though he is mm-hmm. but it's just weird to think that david bowie's made his band listen to them mm-hmm 
I don't know. It's like uh, the song Fame that plays a lot on uh, Fame. What do mm-hmm. uh, but like it plays on a lot of like old classic rock stations. Oh, and when yeah. I first heard it, I was like, dude, this song is whack. But then like the more I heard it, I was like, this song fucking bops, and I love it. I'm like, how does David Bowie do that? When I was super emo and angsty, like 14, 15, like, mm-hmm. I, like I stripped away any like classic rock, like wouldn't listen to it anymore. Like it's fucking all trash. It's all but, gold. Yeah. Not all of it. And then I <laughs> there's like, some trash in there. Like yeah, I mean obviously there's a lot of like radio like stuff that I like stopped listening to mm-hmm. completely because I'd heard a million times riding with family and like you just get tired of hearing radio yeah. stuff. Period. Or if you work at a factory, that's but then you grow up you and you like to. you pick up mm-hmm. your first like album, like you pick up an Eagles album mm-hmm. and you listen to like that and you're like, oh, this is why they were. You know, they literally tripled record sales against the Beatles mm-hmm. and Elvis Presley at one point. Because they're it's better. so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so there's, like, so much good music there that you don't, like... Or, like, when you were younger, you just didn't even... You, like, zoned it out. You didn't even listen to it. Mm-hmm. And then you go back and you listen to it and you're like, this song slaps, dude. <laughs> <laughs> feel that about, like, I'm super music theory nerd and, like, listen to back to classic rock stuff. It's like... Where the fuck do they come up with this stuff? Like, Eagles is a good example with their yeah. harmonies and stuff. Mm, yeah, dude, their harmonies are top tier. Oh, when yeah. you get past when you get past what just sounds like on the surface good, what like is pleasant to your ears, and you start like finding the nuance in music. Like, because for the longest time, when I first dove headfirst into metal, I was like, modern metal is so far and above in technicality. I don't know how you could listen to any old metal mm-hmm. ever because it's just old dudes can't play guitar chugging away but that's not how it is at all no. I'm com- the disclaimer I'm completely wrong just so everyone knows this is the journey he's explaining the journey he's gone on yeah so like at first you're like you know like uh, any like 80s 90s metal of any sort I was like that's all garbage they're just jealous of the new age of the new wave of metal because we're all technical and smart and playing bigger better music and uh, on both sides it's wrong like our music is growing and evolving and becoming newer, bigger, better things that are our own. But like metal from the beginning, there's things that Black Sabbath did that I'm still like, what? How? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, like Rainbow uh, with Dio. Yes. Like Rainbow in the Dark. Rainbow F. in the Dark, uh, which is purple. No. Uh, yeah. Deep Purple. Right. That's his band name. Who? Dio's Dio's? band. D- Deep Purple was the band that wrote rainbow and was dio in deep purple yeah he's the lead singer no really yeah that's was before he? dio was dio no dio was in a band called rainbow and yeah. then when he went solo he did rainbow into the um, ah yes. there, thank I, you for correcting us yeah we were about so, to get lost in that got, for got, like 20 yeah. minutes there's a lot i have a lot of band knowledge that just all coalesce into <laughs> a big pile of shit okay um yeah so i was on the right track Dio was in a band called Rainbow. If you listen to some of those songs, this stuff was written in the 60s and 70s, mm-hmm. and it's prolific. I mean, Dio's a genius, yeah, godfather mm-hmm. of metal. Like, mm-hmm. the dude wrote... I was going to say, I don't think Dio sang Smoke on the Water. No, <laughs> no, no. Deep Purple was... I mean, they're some of the... I mean, they're the stepping stones to heavy metal still. Yeah. And just that That's the first song you learn. I mean, Deep Purple was a big deal, but, like, Rainbow and Dio especially, like... That music, like, you listen to it and you have to think, this is the Beatles, like, Elvis Presley was still alive when some of this music was written. Mm -hmm. Like, these dudes were writing this when, like, 
early Beatles, like doo-wop Beatles mm-hmm. existed. Like it's in, it makes my head explode. Like now it's like par for the course. Even like the amount of pushback we get from metal in society today is nothing compared to the pushback that existed then. And yeah. they're just sitting there just writing bangers left and right <laughs> with no respect. And they're like, it's it's crazy. Like oh, if you get a chance to go back and look through the history and roots of metal. I just I just remembered uh, Moon Age Daydream is my favorite David Bowie song. Moon Age Daydream? Moon Age Daydream, my favorite David Bowie song. I'm an alligator. <laughs> it, that's, I love how that's the lyric you sell to me. That's the first lyric. Of it. I'm an alligator. I'm an alli- I'm, you know what? I'm an, that's the first thing I listen to in the sentence. I'm an alligator. It's in uh, Guardians. Like that whole, That's a good soundtrack to Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, it's solid. Uh, they, we were just talking about that. We watched uh, Captain Marvel last night. We were talking about how that, the 95 soundtrack that they used for that was so good, like on point. Mm-hmm. And I was like, they learned from Gal- Gardens of Galaxy 1 and 2. They're like, you put a solid time period like music in there and people will eat that shit up nostalgia wise. Yep. Have you ever seen a Marvel movie, Corey? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't no, believe you. <laughs> not Guardians of the Galaxy or anything. Oh, you should watch. That's my oh. favorite one. Yeah, that's my favorite too. I like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, the first one. my two favorites. Oh, both of them. I like but both the first, first one, one, yeah, the yeah. first one is by far and above mm-hmm. all other Marvel movies. I'm I a think. Doctor Strange guy myself. I hey, love Doctor Strange. That's my dad's favorite. Kevin, hit me up. <laughs> uh, we love to have you. Slide <laughs> these DMs, Kevin. Yeah, the hard thing I think to swallow now in music is all that, like, Bowie and Rainbow. I mean, that stuff is, like, what, 60 years old? Mm-hmm. 50 years old? Like, that's... Not it's beyond classic now. Like classic rock is like nineties. Yeah, no, it's, it's oldies now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's like Boomer oldies. Rock. Like hair metal is oldies. Yep. <laughs> like weird thing holy it, crap. And like I was thinking, uh, well, I had messaged you and I had me- I had messaged Chris and Corey about <laughs> from autumn to ashes. Neither of them had heard them, and I was like, what? How the, how do you not know who from autumn to ashes? This is like a very relevant. Emo band, screamo like like part of a huge, but that was like twenty years we ago. We don't like you, Nick. That's Almost. why we didn't ask you. No, I asked Nick about it. Nick. Already knew who they were. Okay, good. Okay, but That's like I asked mean. two people who were into music about it, and then at first I was surprised, but then I thought back when was their first album? That's like oh four. It's like nearly twenty years ago that these bands played, and it's like oh shit, emo is getting old. Yeah. Like Screamo is getting old. Post hardcore is getting old. Mm. Metalcore is starting to get old. Like, I didn't even get into emo until I was in, until 2007, 2006. Yeah. Like in middle school, I was into like fucking new metal. And metalcore is on the, I mean, uh, new metal is on the edge of like classic rock too. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, starting to come back into the cycle of how like yeah. genres come back. New metal's like starting to poke its head out like, yeah, we want to. And we're pushing you down. Stay down. No, 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 no. I'm fine. I'm fine with a resurgence because what's going to happen is they're going to learn from the mistakes of the first gen and they're going to make it better in this next gen. And I'm this super, ain't your I'm daddy's new metal. <laughs> hey, we, would, we wouldn't have, uh, we wouldn't have had the new wave of American metal if it wasn't for new metal. Man, such if, a yeah. if, limp the, if the guys who wanted to play like metalcore and 
death metal and deathcore and all these genres that like slam and all this music that we listen to right now, mm-hmm. all that was a reaction of saying fuck new metal. And they all started these bands. They're like, no, we're gonna be harder, meaner, more technical, harder, better, we're gonna, faster, stronger. Yeah, that's like straight <laughs> Don't up. Don't you like, quote Kanye in this fucking show? I was quoting Daft Punk, motherfucker. Okay. Wow. Good. <laughs> it was like a coincide sort of thing with that. It's like um. Not only was it like a pushback, but you could kind of tell like the influence that like yeah I don't like that, but kind of like like um most metal people like guitarists that are like strong like no nah, fuck new metal go back and like I like West Borland though, but Frederick sucks like yeah yeah <laughs> it's kind of like that one meme it's like new metal is coming uh, close the gate. West Warrens are open the gate a little. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, and if you if you like dig into like the the umbrella that was new metal, like I didn't know this until I started kind of doing more researches. There were hundreds of bands. Like I thought it was like you know five or six flagship bands, like a couple. No, no. new metal had hundreds and a million subgenres that way. I mean, the, just like metalcore and what we have now, but like. It, it was intense, the amount of bands that produced records during mm-hmm. that, like, 10-year period. And, like, I mean, we we take some of that stuff. Like, you look and you're like, oh, I didn't even realize this band was kind of, like, new metal. And they inspired this band and this band and this band. And like like you said, it coincides. It's like, yeah, you hated new metal and you were trying to be anything but that. But you but were also, like, you. some of these riffs are dope and mm-hmm. steal them <laughs> like they literally flooded the air no i shouldn't say airwaves because there wasn't it wasn't all on the radio but it flooded the gener a generation with their music and they you either loved it or you hated it actually but it either also, way this, uh, either way it inspired you to either be better than it or you're gonna take something from it and be like hey i love this and i want to do something like it it also put hard music on the same pedestal as pop for a second. Mm-hmm. I mean, Corn outsold most pop acts for a while there. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, they were like one of the most well-known bands on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. Was it Corn like, versus Backstreet Boys? Yeah, <laughs> like it was huge, and that that was a huge monumental step for hard music. Corn was on South Park. Yeah, which like, <laughs> do you Korn remember that? Of Korn. Yeah. <laughs> um. The top 103.9 songs of 1993. Number one, Limp Biscuit. Number two, Corn. Number f- uh, six, Power Man 5000. Hell yeah. You know, just yeah, 12 Godsmack, 14 Corn. Yep. I mean, that Hot was like, Kings, there huh? was, and like the thing is, is Hot like. Mouth Kings used to be on the radio? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the, that. The biggest thing to take, like the, the biggest thing millennials have had to contest with as far as like music and especially underground music is like in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, hard rock metal was just one of the genres. There wasn't a lot of pop up until the 80s. Uh-huh. Like, as, can, like as far as the I mean, embodiment of music goes, it 90s and into the 2000s where millennials start coming in, uh, pop takes over completely. And any like semblance of having like a commercial commercially successful metal band like truly metal band heavy metal band becomes harder and harder and harder and we become we went from being like stadium selling out bands like a dime a dozen to being an underground movement again somehow Mm -hmm. like we back like we evolved and also backslid all at the same time like 
went to our peak and then just dropped off the face of the earth. And you can't have growls on the fucking radio still. Yeah. Like, like they, they won't put hard apparatus. They won't put hard vocals. Even on the bear. Yeah. The, even on the bear. Like we were just talking about. Uh, Breaking Benjamin. Can't uh, have their one scream. Yeah. On what? the radio. Yeah. yeah. Or they edit it even, out. even there's a skillet song. I think it was called Monster. Where there's that one part where he says, where he's like, feel like a monster, but they like put a little like oh, edit magic on it stuff. and it sounds like, you know, a, a monster. They cut that out of the song and they can't like, dude, that's, uh, that's it's, skill- it's a Christian band. What are you doing? And that's not every, like when you leave this, when you go out of state and there's radio st- alt stations that play straight. I mean, I've listened to As I da- Dying on Pittsburgh stations. Was it Blitz 99 uh, in oh, Columbus? Yeah. Shout out to you. You guys always bring it. Yeah. So like it's not range. everywhere, but here Rusty's, in the Midwest, shout in, out. like in Indiana, you still have that. Like, it's crazy that like, you know, there's bands that should just be. Just should be on. The, I mean, like, mm. I mean, l- l- like, musical preference aside, and whether you respect them or not, but like, asking Alexandria should be on the radio. You know, Bring Me the Horizon should just be on the radio on mm-hmm. the pop stations now. Yeah, even, like, yeah, mm-hmm. of course, with their like their, their stylings. Like, Architect should be on the radio for the way they're selling out stadiums. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like these bands are like touring and playing in front of thousands of people and still aren't on the radio or on TV really that much. And yeah. you're like, why? You know why? why dude? Because boomers run the radio stations and are not ready to give up to the new age. Yeah, dude, damn. Do you see those like those video montages of all the like news stations talking about emo? When yeah, it first came? yeah, I was yeah. losing it. I was cracking up. Yeah. They're like, these emo kids. And they like had all this weird like it was They're raping our churches and burning our women. Just the amount of like like they had no Clue. idea yeah. they had no clue what the music was or anything and they're like talking about it from like outside looking mm-hmm. in and it, it was so weird being like everyone every single person i know knows at least five yeah like bands from the era they were like catching kids outside of the mall like as they were leaving like hey tell us about the music you listen to and they've got like an aiden shirt on or something oh, i love yeah. aiden. Like it was the hair and the oh, piercings yes. and like well, well like aiden just... tyrell uh I liked when I saw them at the post uh, with Still Remains. Yeah, they played the post. And it was completely packed, like shoulder to shoulder, people stacked on top of each other. A kid snapped his arm in the pit uh, Mm. to Still Remains, which was insane. Um, He just like jumped, did a spin kick, went over a dude's back, came down, tried to stop himself, snapped his arm completely, stood up, walked over to his ride and was like, just broke my arm and then walked out of the venue just like straight face hey just broke my arm he's like just broke my arm and just left but yeah Aiden played that show um so that's neat that was crazy that's really cool horror pop or whatever what are they called yeah horror pop is that what they called themselves I'd consider them goth post hardcore with the punk age but I thought that was like that was like their big like marketing push they called themselves horror pop for the longest time who what? I was listening to Nightmare Anatomy yesterday, the Aiden album. Oh yeah, yeah, Aiden was something back then. That's like uh, that's when From Mom Nashes was super big. Is around that era. Era. Is there anything you would specifically like to talk about before we rant about nothing? Um, I don't know. I would like to promote people to start expanding their mind a little bit to more genres. Like that's one definite thing that I really really think like i love the metal scene i love the support and the like family stop walking out when slam bands aren't playing (laughs) yeah my band put a lot of work in we're kind of okay it's like um i I saw a lot of people like wondering like 
oh, we should bring punk bands and like have punk shows at the scene. There are punk shows. Mm-hmm. It's just not a lot of people go to them. Not a lot of people hear about them. Like the well, like every other day is putting on a punk show. Mm-hmm. Like, people don't like going to the well because there's no alcohol. Yeah, that's my favorite venue. It's <laughs> a well. great venue. That's why yeah. I played there. But even my friends were like, "Dude, don't next show you put together, don't play here." Because like, I want to be able to drink. Well, that's. I get that was it. A great show. I get it, but it's a solid show. It was, was a fun show. show. I, I actually. Uh, <laughs> fun fact: I actually just got in contact with Lang Lab, which is a venue in South Bend. All ages. There might be a bar inside. And what? There might be several stages. Where? It's a uh, a short distance from where Ivy Tech is in South Bend. Okay. Nobody does shows there, but I messaged them. Many months ago in June, asking if they'd be open to all-age metal shows. And they finally found my Facebook message, and they were like, yeah, we're down. She was like, but next time email us, because your message was in our spam folder. Like, we didn't even see it. And I was like, all right. So I emailed them last night. someone decided to go to the spam folder. Yeah. Dude. So I may have just acquired us a new eggs. That's amazing, because that's what... That's what this scene needs most, I think. Mm-hmm. More is venues. We need more venues. More, more all-ages all ages venues. venues. Yeah. And venues that are sp- are there to throw shows, not yeah. just to like, yeah, we throw shows, but mostly we're trying to get the alcohol bill mm-hmm. knocked yeah. up. You know what I mean? Like, I'm tired of bars. And bars are great. Smith's, is, Smith's has kept music running in South Bend and Mishawaka mm-hmm. for a long time now, and they are – all my respect to them yeah, for we're keeping a dying scene alive for that long. Mm-hmm. But like we're, I mean, we got enough people who say they care enough about local music that like we need to bring back the way music was played back in 05, 06, 07, 08, 09, where we had seven all ages venues that were mm-hmm. playing killer shows every week and you had options and you know, like teenagers could like go and yeah. like let loose. Listeners, if you have any connections to someone who owns a building of any kind that could house an all-age show, let us know, and we'll I'll see if I can schmooze them into letting us do a show there. And if it runs well and we respect the place and we can bring some awareness to whatever building, whatever business it is, then maybe they'll be into it. Because that's what the churches used to do. They're like, yeah, you can play shows here because then people will learn about Jesus here. Yeah, we used Quote to abuse unquote. the churches. That's oh yeah, Ch- <laughs> that was- churches were the place for venues. Yeah, but then I mean, they it's, realized a, it's, that, a, oh, it's a venue that the- doesn't have to pay rent. Mm-hmm. So you know, it was easy because it wasn't going anywhere. Uh, it's hard to be like a private venue owner because you have you know you got to pay electric and right. you know usually the sound equipment and stage and all that stuff costs There's a money. liability of Keep people that, getting yeah. hurt or property getting damaged. It's, yeah, it's an insurance nightmare. Yeah. Like the you liability can't sue is God crazy. <laughs> But no, like, yeah, it, it, to just be like a private venue owner is hard. Like mm-hmm. nobody wants to step in that. There's like no money to be made and it's it's rough. But like the, the community itself can make this happen. Mm-hmm. Like if you're in it and you have a passion for it, like it we've done the we've done the research and logistics. Just like if you wanted to like get your own, like buy your own venue and get it started, it's like doable in like an affordable fashion. It just takes some work. And, yeah. Yeah, so it's. I think it's important that if you want your scene to survive, like if you want it to be the way people you know imagine it being, then it takes like 
the people who come to listen to music to put their feet into. Like mm-hmm. every, the musicians are there to play and to build up a culture that will bring in other bands to play with them. And the fans' responsibility is to help cultivate a place where these bands can grow and play and other bands can come in. You mm-hmm. want to see other acts, we have to have a place to house those acts. Yes. You want bigger, badder metal bands. Our local, or any other genre. Yeah. And like, I don't care what anyone says. The 574 has a shit ton of talent mm-hmm. and good bands. And That's like, the cool thing about oppressive areas is like when you're forced to live an existence you don't really want to, it bring it puts a lot of Brings a lot out of your heart. Yeah. And the best way to express that, music. So mm-hmm. much talent that is being under, like, underutilized. Mm-hmm. We span a lot of genres. Um, even though people might think there's only four bands, there's not. No. And there's really talented guys and really talented bands. And all of them play really good sets. And right now, there's just not enough room to, like, get all those bands hurt yeah mm-hmm. like only do there's so only much. so many <laughs> venues and there's only so many bands lenore colt can play with a week <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean yeah. like but like that's Ooh. the thing is like if you want to get people in a venue like lenore brings a good crowd brings a lot of uh they bring a draw they bring a good show they usually play with good bands mm-hmm. and a great thing about them is is they cultivate a good crowd cult and a, and a good, yeah no they do they cultivate a good crowd and a I good experience it. for new bands that are playing and young bands but the problem is is they can't be everywhere mm-hmm. and we need to expand that mm-hmm. like we need multiple shows happening that are all bringing in crowds because there are there are enough people that you can do that mm-hmm. like we need to be able to have punk shows Gent shows, R&B shows, shows, R&B shows. Yes. Yeah. Industrial shows. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like we need to be able to spread out. So it's like, and then we can come together. We can have these mixed shows, which is great. That's super mm. positive. Yeah. And that's but like, like, you know, slam gets to play all slam shows. Yeah. And like people show out for it, you know, but like Prague and Gent and they don't get to mm-hmm. like, they, they jump on a ticket with three slam bands. And then people like, you know, like I know, better like i know half the room's gonna walk out when i play because i sing mm-hmm. and that's okay like if you're there to kill people like not all my music is gonna be able to kill people too mm-hmm. so i get it like i'm not mad at them they came to hear a certain thing but like i can't really play shows with all bands sort of like my band mm-hmm. so all those people will come and they'll get to like experience that and that's because we have three venues i also relate entirely on that like we scream sometimes in a row <laughs> like, yeah if you i mean i mean even dogma struggles to build a pit sometimes mm-hmm. like their music is very like they move hard into like more deftony like mm-hmm. you know sounds and like that's awesome the music is good and like the crowd you know eats it up and loves it but like i mean there's a lot of when you're when you're always mixed half the crowd's always going to be there and they're like oh i'm here to fucking throw down that's it no i remember specifically when we did that show at the church uh varsity championship fest mm-hmm. there were a couple people that would like come in and they bought their ticket and they're like so when does lenore cult come on and i was like is that who you're here to see and they're like yeah and i was like well they're not till the very end and you've got about three hours my guy and they'd be like 
oh, well, uh, what do you want to do? I was like, well, you bought a ticket. You might as well go watch everyone else. Or at Cult Fest. Hey, when did Greenleaf's play? <laughs> yeah. Not that till the end. Weird. <laughs> yeah. It's and it's that's not that's not I'm not bashing on the people who know what they want to see and they're not here to see. Pop. I'm specifically bashing on Lenore. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like you know who you want to see. You're there to see whoever. Like if you're there to see pop punk bands, like you know Broadside. Uh, not broadside. Um, Time out. Who was that pop punk band that played on the Burger King? That's exactly show? who I was going to bring up. Yes. Oh. Uh, I want to shout them out because I want them making to Making enemies? The show. Or? Making enemies. Yes, making, making enemies. enemies. Yes, they were they so good. They played on the beginning of a very weird lineup. <laughs> and incredible. Mm-hmm. But, play, like, what? They got heckled at one point. <gasps> they did. They got straight up heckled at one point, And there really wasn't a whole lot of crowd for them. Mm-hmm. I was front and center because they were just incredible. Mm-hmm. I love pop punk, and it's amazing to hear that good of pop punk in our local area. Mm-hmm. That's insane. From Fort Wayne, right? Fort Wayne? Yeah. Some, yeah, I think so. I think they're Fort Wayne-based. But show. Great band. Incredible show. Super awesome. I'd like to have them back with some other pop punk bands that mm-hmm. 574 can offer. Mm-hmm. But really not. What was the heckle? I don't remember that. I, well, I'm trying to remember. Uh, Corey was telling me she heard she the uh, uh, Amanda's boyfriend was standing and he heard it was a girl heckled him. He he had a quick comeback and it was oh, awesome. Good. But like yeah, it was like it was a making fun of pop punk kids in general. Whack. But like yeah, so that's stuff like that. Like you get these great bands who come through and you know they still get love, but like. When you're a pop punk player, the as a musician, the feeling can be it can feel like an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. It can feel like you're you're playing to people who aren't there to hear your music and they don't want to hear you. And even if they would like you, the it, it, you're the the surroundings are not conducive mm-hmm. for that. So they just tune you out. And which is whack because I know you kids at metal shows listen to more than just metal. What? You guys screaming, going on and on about MCR all day long, every (laughs) day. We're all excited for MCR's (laughs) return. I know you listen to more than just metal. Yeah. So, no. Uh, And I think think that that stems not from a problem of the musicians in the bands or that even, like you said, even the scene only liking Lenore-style music. Mm -hmm. No, I don't think it's that at all. I think it's their surroundings, the venue you're in, the 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 lineup that's being played. Like, if we had a couple more venues... And a little more wiggle room and good promoters putting on good shows like Friday Lenore plays at the Ignition and their four bands that are going to play with them. You go see that ticket. And then Saturday over at Overtime or mm-hmm. whatever met venue is a pop punk show with, you know, making enemies. Oh, pardon me. And, you know, uh, so be it. So, so be it. Mm-hmm. And you go and see that awesome show. And then Sunday there's like a like. Uh, like an indie folk rock show at the well mm. and then you get all these genres all these great shows and all these and you just get to absorb all kinds of great and people, you probably spend less than 20 bucks yeah <laughs> and I think I think and there were and all those and like take out you know uh, overtime and turn that into an all ages venue mm-hmm. and all three of those are all ages venues kids are going to start showing up yeah just to see who's playing yeah. Maybe they're just bored. And they're like, well, like I got Chris, five like bucks. Chris always says, like, when you're young, that's what you want to do. You want to go to shows. They don't and you ain't got know no money. who these people are. I mean, that's, they might know who Lenore Cole is, 
but it doesn't matter them because they're just going to a show. That's the demographic for like most music is like you know the angsty kid who's trying to figure out who they are or you know they want to they feel ostracized and so the music is where they feel comfortable mm. get those kids to come to these shows because that's where they want to be they want to yeah. f- they want to feel that connection that's a, like the kids like right now is also like rampant for wanting to go to shows like i'm noticing a shitload like alexander david's always mm-hmm. like what yeah. like i want to punch people and yeah. like when i put on that or the emo idea show i had several people like please make it all ages and like i will try because i know I'm not the only generation of kids who likes emo music. So, if you want to pack buildings, I mean, the, like I make the joke, the golden age of our mm-hmm. scene. That golden age, I was 16 years old. Exactly. In every venue we played, I was allowed to be inside because every venue we had was all ages. I actually coined that, but and like, <laughs> yeah, but like the thing is, is like 200, 300 kids in a building is not going to be 20 something year olds who have to work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It, it's the 17, 18, 19 year olds who got nothing to fucking do tomorrow got no and bills are going to come and... go hard for mm-hmm. you. And they're I mean, and they're, and they're 18 their angry and they didn't even know they wanted it. My very, very first show I was 15. I went to the post with my friend Dan and he's like, dude, you're going to, you don't know yet. Just come to the show. And it was Kingston Falls, Remember Arlington, Iscariot, and a couple other bands. And remember Arlington went on and the first like breakdown hit in the post and I saw a pit open up mm-hmm. and game over. Like this is where I am 31 now. And, like <laughs> I still get that adrenaline rush every time I see a pit open up mm-hmm. at a local show. And like I crave the days where I can show people now these young people who may not have seen a local show packed out mm-hmm. and like. I just want to get there. I want to see kids, young kids, be able to come in and be like, see all that energy, see a bunch of like-minded kids who feel just like they do, who think just like they do, and are like struggling just like they are. And they go, and you see all this angry, angsty music. And, and possibly th- inspire them to start their own band. Yeah. yeah. And we just continue to uh, blossom yeah. musicians. We should have 30 bands playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And have shows all the time. We have enough musicians for yeah. it. Yeah. This and town a, needs a renaissance. And a community of fans who <laughs> want to go see. Like, we need to give. And that's another thing. It, it, that's like, we we can say, so we can yell and yell and yell at people, support your scene, go to the shows. You need to do this. But unless we give them incentive, unless us as musicians are providing uh, a level of entertainment that's going to bring those kids, mm-hmm. like, your band should be It's a be, two-way street. Yeah, mm-hmm. your band should be so hype that like there's no question that I'm going to go see them if they're close enough to me. Mm-hmm. Like that that's your job. And like we can't just keep saying just come watch us. And it's like, "Well, give me something to watch." Yeah. Like all of us should be constantly working on getting better mm-hmm. at entertaining. I can listen to your music at home, but I can't see yeah. you perform in my car. And that's that's a big thing back to, I don't mean to fucking plug Lenore all day today, but like they, they're just like a really like a common denominator. Everybody knows who they are. So it's easier to talk about them. But in recent months, I will say from the first show that I came back to and started trying to get back in the scene when I was starting Nautilus and I wanted to kind of get a feel for what I was going to be playing with the first show I saw Lenore play to the last couple months of shows that I've seen Lenore play is like night and day, like Lenore's level of energy. They're level of showmanship their level of just like 
go get it and fucking like throw down is is 10 times bigger and better than it was you know when i first started watching them i thought they were just like oh they're the local bar band like they're they're the gatekeepers you know they come they play their set they have their crew Mm. they leave they do their thing and it was like super like not bad not good now i'm like blown away when i see them the whole all the hosts left the show oh no it's just me and Corey now hey talking about local music <laughs> see the thing with like Lenore too is that they're super encouraging for wanting to get people out there like I really think that um the only reason why we have sort of a following or anything like that is because also like kind of like a counter thing to what you're saying with the um um people not being into um like a random genre band we've gotten thrown on to enough metal shows that we do not fit in with that people are like what the fuck is this and it kind of sparks that interest yeah but like i i really think that like lenore has been the push for us to do that and like david's booked most of our shows so and he's also our manager now but yeah but like that's that's incredible and like that amount like you're right that amount of support for the other bands around them on top of now showing bands what they should be Mm -hmm. doing like that was my only problem like i was like yeah everyone seems to love lenore lenore seems to support other bands but i was like i don't see the energy though Mm -hmm. and then they came out and all of a sudden like uh like when we played our first show and they played on our first show they came out just swinging and like played an insane set that what make me me want to play 10 times better because i was like lenore just fucking killed it <laughs> and every show i've seen them at since has just like been a blowout mm. and like ba- bands from out of town are coming out I'm like dude did you see that band I'm like what band and they're like lenore that band lenore and i was like yeah i see them all the time and they're like that was insane and i was like yeah dude that's just a Wednesday for them right now. Like, and like, that's how all of our bands should be. Like mm-hmm. everyone should be, have that much hustle in them right oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> and like, if all of us were doing that, it wouldn't be on it, the, the, the stereotype wouldn't be that Lenore is at all the shows and Lenore is playing all these things. And Lenore is just Lenore sucks type thing. It's like, it's only a thing because they're the only ones, you know, like, that's why Fort Wayne bands want to play with us. Right. Because they're hustling like that and they see Lenore doing the same thing. They want to come up here and play with it. Mm. All of us should be living up to that example. Exactly. Strive to be better than Lenore. Yeah, Each stri- band in yeah. the scene. Be be the new like figurehead band. Like if you don't like Don't honestly, be the new Lenore. Be the first you. <laughs> yeah. No, if you don't like Lenore, like straight up, if you hate Lenore, if you five. think they're what's wrong with the five seven four music scene. Start a band and strive to be more popular, to be more supportive, to be more entertaining than them and become the new big band. And like you can do that all while, you know, slapping back, supporting each other, help even like fuck. They're like you're they're your direct competition, but you can love and support Lenore and also try to build your band. All I want is to upstage Kenny always 100 percent. I'm only losing weight so that I can upstage Kenny. That's like my only goal in life right now. <laughs> Dude's yeah, one of my right. best friends and I agree entirely <laughs> with that. Like I love Kenny so much and like But you should aspire to be better than him on a stage. Mm-hmm. And that's with any band. Like you can't talk shit about Lenore Colt 
and then do nothing to pass them as like the undisputed band of the 574. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Corey, it's been a pleasure having you today. Uh, where can we find your b- band, follow your band? Earl Official on Facebook and on Spotify. If you type in Bile afterwards, it's easier to find. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's definitely something we got to... It's hard to find Earl for some reason. It's because three letters. Yeah, your band's hard to tag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. I've complained to Facebook so many times. Yeah. I, I, I changed our tag to try to fix yeah, it. And I, I can't tag... I've had trouble tagging Nautilus, too. Dude, I'm about to fucking bail on Facebook altogether because... It's basically just a fucking advertisement. Everybody, now. go to TikTok. MySpace again. Nope. That's Dude, I went to MySpace yesterday and it's dead. Mm-hmm. I tried to look up that band that you did on oh, YouTube. God, yeah. Dead. I don't even know how to work MySpace. Oh, anymore. it's insane. It's like a weird, just an ad it page. Is. When I pulled up that band site, it was like ad, ad, and I was like, oh, God, this is ugly. I know Nick I Dameron hates it, but this is a super quick plug for any uh, up and coming bands right now. Um, the last uh, couple weeks, there's been this weird trend. These um, young musicians are going and starting TikToks, and then they're playing like one minute um, bits of their music to promote it. it. And if their music trends, um, this one guy, it's a 17 year old kid, had a, his like first single. He had one song. He put it on Spotify. Was getting no weekly or monthly listeners. He went, put on, did a video, played a minute of it on TikTok, and then. It trended, and he was making 16K a day on Spotify. That's how many views went into his one song. Because, like, you make money based off every 5,000 views. Mm -hmm. And he went up to, like, an astronomical, like, million number of daily viewers of his song because it just trended on TikTok. And there's Mm -hmm. 100 million people scrolling TikTok, listening to your music for 20 seconds. They go, that's that's kind of dope. And yeah. they go to their spot. They go to the Spotify to listen to the one song. Mm-hmm. They may only like the one song, but the algorithm is made to like listens go on one song. You get enough listens. You make money. You usually and don't make they, any money. And then they put your song into playlists and stuff like but that. You yeah. viral, like, but you go viral. But if you go viral on TikTok, that's a million people who see your one clip and then go straight to Spotify mm-hmm. to listen to it. Maybe once. Who gives a shit? I don't hate yeah. it. And it's short-lived. You may only get like a week of making 16K a day. <laughs> but if you're a starving band and you trend once, that's enough money to pay for your tour van, your equipment. All new gear. Big ass studio. New, yeah, big ass studio time. Like that's a huge thing. So don't sleep on stuff like that. Always be looking for social media outlets to push your band. Because right now TikTok, people want to joke on it and say that it's just a Gen Z thing. But like- People are making huge, big moves musically mm-hmm. on that. There's like three bands who literally were nothing and they are starting to blow up just from their trending tune on TikTok. Hmm. So always be finding a way to promote your band. There's I a- wonder if it'll work for podcasts. Hmm. I just don't see why that wouldn't. Yeah. You can't, I mean, hmm. it's, it's the most easily accessible platform right now to get unfiltered Perhaps. people. Perhaps. Yeah, yeah it's know. the wild wild west, man. They don't have an algorithm to like suppress you yet. Right, like TikTok is just like they they're it's only the early their stage. only answer is to just take shit down yeah. or like just like <laughs> destroy an account. But like yeah. you can get a huge amount of clout before that happens. So like, plus yeah. boomers are scared of it right now. Oh because yeah, boomers of, are terrified of it. <laughs> it's um China spyware. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you can find us on our uh, Facebook page, our Instagram, uh, Teen Junkies Podcast. 
Uh, my Instagram. Keep is an eye out for our Nixon. new TikTok. My <laughs> Twitter is I am Pulp Nixon. Pornhub at Nick Master Dameron. Nick Dameron the sub. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, I've been thinking about one. I think TikTok might be an idea because yeah. we're silly enough that it we're could silly. go. We're a bunch of silly gooses. I've also we? been thinking about Snapchat too. Cause sna- Snapchat? I've been having a lot of people ask me for a Snapchat, and I don't fucking want to send you pictures of me. <laughs> It'll only be pictures of my cat. Yeah, Snapchat's anything. a dying thing, but like people still use it. Yeah. Snapchat. So yeah, I mean, I don't know why, because it's like I, I, don't, I just I don't get Snapchat. it. It was I remember it being big like five years ago, and I was like, okay, it's probably dead now. Nope, people still fuck with it all the time. I'm, I don't understand it, but yeah, me neither. Corey, but, uh, what have you been uh, listening to a lot lately? Um, lot of the cure. Ooh, Ooh, nice. Specifically, disintegration on repeat, like the okay. whole album, just because like the title track, just like I don't know, has become my favorite song. Nice. Also, I set my friends on fire because their new shit is like fucking amazing for no reason. And for no reason, it's just good. It's like the listening back to like the I can't um spell la- um slaughter without laughter and like the cheesy scene mm-hmm. um screamo stuff, and then listening to like. The solid progression and an evolution where it's still like a little cheesy emo screamo stuff, but it's like solid music, not just like jokey like hey, right? It's good. I uh, I gotta I gotta gotta split what I've been listening to because we got we have one maybe two more interviews today to do. Oh, that's a good that's a good point. So, Thank you. Because I was about to drop. <laughs> I've got like a list right now that <laughs> yeah. I'm listening so, to. Uh, yesterday I. I don't know why I I got a uh, I got this Panic in the Disco song in my head, so I listened to uh, Fever You Can't Sweat Out in its entirety, and it's still such a good album, I think. Mm. Album sucks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Suck, bro. <laughs> I've been um. Which one do I want to plug this time? Um, I'll go with uh, good old Howard Jones. Um, my Howard, brother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been listening to Light the Torch, which is Howard Jones of. Uh, you may know him as the best era of Killswitch Engage. Uh, he's got another band called Light the Torch. It's been Chris. They put out. Yes. <laughs> he's. You mean the good one? Yes. Because fuck the original singer. I don't like him. Yeah, Howard he Jones comes back for a song. A song with the new. Yes. New guy. Howard Jones is a perfect amalgamation of old school metal with the the slow vibrato like Dio style and then the fucking just the hard vocals he's a perfect blend of that he's an amazing vocalist and y'all should check out Light the Torch's uh, album yeah fuck diabetes <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's why he had to leave uh, Kill Switch to begin with was because of his diabetes uh, speaking but, of Dio was he was he the vocalist when they covered Holy Diver Yes, okay. yeah, that was Howard, Howard Jones. Covered. But yeah, check out their 2018 uh, album called Revival of Light the Torch. I have been with, with with talks of a possible emo show. I'm deep into my early 2000s screamo revival. And um, so a couple of those bands that I've really been into is we I rediscovered From Autumn to Ashes and I've been trying to get everyone to listen to it who hasn't. Um, Finch. Uh, is another Ooh, one from that mm-hmm. from that group, and then um, Greeley Estates. Hell I love yeah! Estates. Got back into Greeley Estates, and uh, that was pretty sick. And then um, with I set my friends on fire. Um, I also p- 
picked back up I Wrestled a Bear once uh, and started listening to that again. And the amount of just insane grind and thrash and just like the amount of technicality I didn't listen or appreciate in the screamo scene mm-hmm. um back then i'm now sitting here like dude these kids shredded <laughs> they were shredding mm-hmm. and i was just like this is just another day in life yeah. this is like normal that was the that these, was the the bar that was just the average yeah people that just time. played insane riffs but i got a few more but i'll save those oh it's it's something that this wrestling team did they're like we don't set the bar we are the bar oh. <laughs> it was really dumb but um why don't we close out with that uh, Stop, Drop, Rewind song that you like? <gasps> yeah. Yeah, oh, let's do it. I love that song. I just contacted these dudes, and they're, they they want to come on the show. They wanted to do a call-in. I was like, we don't do that because yeah. I want to get to know you, and I want to see your – I want to read your body language as we talk. I want to smell your scent. That too. <laughs> I got to know your musk. I was going to say musk too. <laughs> I but uh, taste your hair. Yeah, they uh, they said they don't know because they're f- they are from Valpo. Um, not that the distance has stopped anyone before. We've had people from Tennessee and Missouri on the show. Missouri. So. We had someone from damn near Detroit the other day. Mm-hmm. Damn near Detroit. He drove here just for us. Mm-hmm. That's so, awesome. And we had a great time. We did. We had a grot Tim. Yeah, but um, check out Stop, Drop, Rewind. That's stop, period, drop, period, rewind. They've got a really cool music video for the song you're about to hear, and it's super fun, and awesome. it's very catchy. Well, this has been the Tin Junkies Podcast. My name's Nick. My name is Chris. I'm Tyrell. I'm Corey. And I'm an alligator. <laughs> Grow your hair when the cold air comes in. Clouds the sky. So much space I can hardly remember. Didn't know I'd known you.
you're thinking Sometimes I'll do a lot just to be alone Tend to your garden till it's overgrown I know what you're missing That loneliness pours out of you all the time I'm the shape of your void, you're the shape of mine I know what you're thinking I know that there's no reason you feel alone That's the reason I feel